Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. Welcome to Plan for Life Now, episode number 65. Uh, I am Steve Kiliani, and I'm supposed to have Dave Murray, my business partner, joining me soon, but I think he's running a couple minutes late, so I'm going to get this started on my own because we wanted to get this out to you guys. Uh, here we are. It is the beginning of April. Obviously, March has been an interesting month. That's probably the the... The least harsh way that I can put it, March has been a, a really interesting month. Um, obviously, we've seen a huge pullback in the stock market. At one point, we were down over 33%, seen a little bit of a bounce back there. Um, and we've reached out to all of our clients. So everybody who's listening who's an existing client, you've certainly heard from us and, and some thoughts on, on where we go from here and how we're positioned. Uh, but I wanted to touch on a couple of things today just to talk about, in particular, investing for dividends. Because this is something that that Dave and I hear an awful lot about is, well, here's my plan. My plan is I'm going to invest for dividends. And those those longtime listeners out there, you guys remember old man dividend. And I thought this would be a perfect time to dial up old man dividend. So give me a second here. I'm going to dial him up, get his opinion. Hello. Yes. It's hey, Hello. old man, dividend. How Steve. you doing, buddy? Steve Killiani. That's me. Steve, how are you? Are you safe? I'm doing well. I yeah, I'm how very safe. Fa- Quarantine. Family safe. Absolutely, we're quarantining at home. We're just uh, hanging out, staying safe. How about you? I'm good. Dave, where's Dave? Dave, hey, how are you doing? I, no, he's not here. He he was gonna be here. He'll probably join us in a minute or two. But he's not oh. here right now, so you just got me. I hope he's okay. Is Dave yeah, okay? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's okay. I talked to him about half an hour ago. Right. Well, that's the most important thing. So it's good to talk to you, and I have a feeling I know why you're calling. I'm pretty sure I know why you're calling. You're okay. probably calling. What do you think? Well, because, you know, that I've always talked to you about that I don't need a balanced portfolio and things okay. like that, and using all the tools in your toolbox, blah, blah, that I can use my income for dividends, as I've always right. told you. When the first time I wrote you a letter, when you were working at that radio station, and I wrote you oh, the a letter, you recall, it wasn't with fancy computer. It was a typed letter on what That's we right. call a typewriter. Well, wasn't the Back first letter you wrote us, what, didn't you use a quill to write that with your, your inkwell? 
Or you've I always used a typewriter. But my my wife said, "Will you just get with the modern times and write them a letter on a typewriter with paper? Yeah, and whiteout." So right. I wrote you that letter talking about the dividends. So I live off the dividends. So you yeah. know, I probably know that I know that you and Dave believe in something else. So you probably call and say, well, well, "What are you doing now, old man? Dividend?" Because I'm sure you have you might know something about what's going on with dividends right now. Well, yeah, I mean that is why I wanted to talk to you because. You know, first of all, don't get us wrong. Dave and I firmly believe that dividends are an important part of overall shareholder return. That is definitely important. But I think the misconception or the question is that some people feel like, oh, my dividends are guaranteed. I'm going to get these no matter what. And I was just looking at a report that Goldman Sachs put out. They're predicting a 25% decline in dividends in 2020. Um, we've seen a list of companies. Are you familiar, Old Man Dividend, of what a dividend aristocrat is? You heard of this dividend, before? I, I, I've never heard that. I don't use it. You could probably tell, knowing me, that the word aristocrat is not something that I'm familiar with. Or with yeah, you. you're not big on the fancy terms. Dividend aristocrats are companies that have paid and increased dividends for 25 consecutive years. And so there's a list of companies, and they're quite proud of it that they've paid and there's a bunch of companies, these aristocrats that have paid for a long time that are considering cutting dividends. So I wanted to get your take on, on how do you deal with that? If, if you're relying on just on dividends, how do you deal with your income possibly being cut by 25%? Here's how we deal with it. Just okay, like the good. stuff that people read, but they don't pay attention to with all the advisors who say, what happens when they cut your dividends and your whole income plan is dividends? Here's what my plan is for the rest of this year. It's pretty simple. Okay. I'm just going to spend less. It looks like I'll be spending 50% less. So hmm. what does that mean? 50% less eating. Okay? <laughs> so I won't eat as eating, much. So what huh? is that? So, yeah, sometimes I'll be hungry, but I'll also lose weight, which is better than exercise. So, yeah. I'll be that's true. That. Now, I have heard that percent less for my mortgage. That's a different story. I haven't figured that out yet. But yeah, so what does the bank the think argument? about that? Um, well, if you watch the news, Steve, it seems like a lot of people aren't going to pay their mortgage, and I may be one of them. Now, I don't know how hmm. that's going to work out in the long run, but the bottom line is this: the whole notion of eating less or spending less or having less is just something I'm just going to have to ride out because that's what they all said. They just basically said all the people, and, and I've just had enough of all the people. Well, and no offense to you guys. I'm just going to rant for a second. Oh, you have a balance okay. plan for income. Okay, you get a bucket of Social Security, and you might have an annuity or something like that that gives you a stream of income, and you might have planned on a small percentage of your assets, and you'd be streams of income versus other people, the people – that I like, that I believe. When I turn on my AOL, because I'm old and I have AOL, and every time I turn it on, I, I, thought you had a I hate a typewriter. I thought oh, you had no, a typewriter. You've got a computer? My wife turns it on. I don't oh, know how okay. to turn it on. She's much younger than me. She's 87. But the bottom line is this. <laughs> so I see, I, and I turn it on, and I say, yeah. I say, yeah. I hate annuities. I do, too. And then I read further, it just says, you spend less when it's time like these. And yeah, like right now, I'd love a sandwich because I'm starving. But that's not the point. (laughs) 
the point is, it all makes sense. So I just get irked with the whole make sure you have enough income no matter what from a whole bunch of sources versus just rely on dividends and when times are bad, just eat less or just don't pay your rent. Things that make more sense. Well, okay, so. Or at least in my mind they do. It's hard to try to pick. I'm going to try to pick up on some good things you said in there. You, You did say. You don't want to panic and sell. No, we don't want to panic and sell. But I don't think for a lot of people, cutting food is the best option. Uh, maybe cut travel or, or some extravagant things, but cutting food, probably not going to be a great income plan. Yeah, well, my particular situation, I don't, you know, I, I, I just basically am going to have to sort of uh, grin and bear it here for the next year. You know, oh, I'm Steve, I gotta go. I am sorry. Okay. There is a there's a leak in my ceiling, and I obviously cannot afford it for the next year. So I gotta get a bucket out. So All right. not, not a bucket strategy that I don't believe in, but an actual no. bucket for a leak physical that bucket. I can't afford to fix. Which All right, thank, thanks for talking to us. Take care. All right, take care now. All right, folks, that was Old Man Dividend. He is uh, he's one of the favorites from back in the rate. Oh, hold on. Hey Dave. Yeah. Hey Dave, is that? Oh my God! You just. Hey. Where have you been? We just. We're ten minutes into the podcast right now. You just Uh, missed old man dividend calling. Old man dividend. Yeah, you remember him from the radio days. Of course, I remember him. I'm sure he had arguments that he somehow came up with for. Oh yeah. It's probably his current plight. Yeah, hold on. Wait, wait till you hear this. His plan to deal with his drop in dividend payments is to eat less this year. Okay. Well. Yeah. Obviously, uh, we've tried to do better for our clients than that. Yeah. Well. All right. I'm sorry you missed him. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we talk about putting together an income plan, yes, we believe in holding on to stocks, and over the long run, things will bounce back. But in the shorter run, we don't want to have a plan like eating less. We don't want to have a plan like, eh, just don't worry about it. It'll come back. We want to have places where we can pull income from and and feel confident about that, that we can cover all of our basic expenses. Right. And I have no idea what Old Man Dividend said, but some of the arguments about dividends purely as the only thing you have for income is that, well, they always pay. It, it sounds like right. it's always this consistent thing that's guaranteed, and it's not. Yeah. And, and, yeah, a lot yeah. of companies pay great dividends, and for the most part, it's great. But you look back at 2008 crisis and now this crisis, yep. and whatever the next crisis is going to be, and I guess the bottom line is no matter what, we want our clients to not have to do things like uh, cut back on food. Yep. be able to pay their mortgage or rent and stuff like that. All right. Well, let's, uh, gosh, let's shift gears here because what I wanted to talk about was this article that you'd sent to me out of the Wall Street Journal. Um, this is by Stephen Perlstein. And, uh, of course, I'll post a link to the article down below here. But let me set up this discussion here first. Um, the article is titled, What the $2 Trillion Corona Bailout is really going to cost. And, of course, at this point, we all know that there's been this stimulus package passed and, um, you know, depending on what numbers you look at, $2 trillion, $2.2 trillion, 
it's a big number. You know, once, once you start adding things up there, um, and it comes in the form of different loans to businesses, to households, um, you know, direct payments to people and in, in certain income brackets. And so, of course, the question that a lot of people have, very good question, is where is the money going to come from? And quite simply, the government's going to borrow money, or you could put it a couple different ways, but the government's going to print money and then buy these treasury notes that are very long-term, very long-term bonds where they pay a pretty low interest rate. So, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just listening. It's not the same thing these podcasts when I'm on the phone. I was going to say, I I hope everybody understands the challenges of doing these things remotely because this is a, well, this is a whole new podcasting world. Of course they do because they've been watching all these news shows where the regular commentators are usually in the studio, but then in, they're in their own house. And if you're right. imagining this, if you're listening to this, almost always, it must be important if you're a commentator on the news on these shows to read books because every time in the background <laughs> there's a bookcase. And in my, you'll have to imagine this because I'm in my basement right now and, you know, it's still back from when my kids were here. There's a huge, lifelike poster of Robert Griffin III right behind me instead of books. Yeah, well, that intellectual capability. Yeah, that's not particularly aged well. That uh, that didn't work out so great for the Redskins, right? No. All right, so <laughs> we've got this $2 trillion price tag. The government's got to pay for it somehow, so they issue bonds. Um, and they can do this because – the U.S. is still considered to be around the world what you call a reserve currency, which essentially means that banks and major institutions, sovereign wealth funds, they hold their reserve assets in U.S. dollars, in treasury bills, treasury bonds. And this allows the government to be able to do this and not see runaway inflation or people not buying these bonds. I mean, you imagine if they tried to issue these bonds and people said, no, I'm not willing to accept a 1% yield on a 10-year government bond. I want 10% or 12% or 15%. You know, that's, if a country like, I'll just pick on Argentina, tried to do that, you know, that's what you'd see. The the markets would say, "Mm, I don't feel so comfortable about this. We want 20% interest or 25% interest. So right. the U.S. government has this benefit of being this reserve currency, so they can issue these bonds, and people will actually still buy them. And and we have not seen any of this runaway inflation. Um, now, the, the big question is, what will the price be for all of us, you know, all of us out there? Will it be... Eventually, higher taxes. Will it be inflation at some point? I mean, of course, that's the million-dollar, trillion-dollar question. Uh, but at one point, at what point do we have to pay something for this? Well, at some point, we'll have to pay something for it. Well, Steve Perlstein's argument was that basically all of this is going to lead to. He doesn't think it's going to be higher taxes. He thinks yeah. it's just going to be market bubbles. What just right. happened now? The large growth and then huge sort of off the cliff sort of, we'll call them 
economic emergencies for a better way. Yep. No, it's not going to be. The tech bubble was not nearly the same as the Great Recession, and the Great Recession is not nearly the same as the uh, coronavirus economic meltdown. But what he's basically right. predicting is the next there'll be another meltdown, and then another meltdown after that at some point, which is what yeah. you and I have always been. We always talk about. We always preach. We've always prepared for. But I think going huh. forward, I know for you and I going forward, like someday maybe in the future we'll do those dinner seminars again. Not <laughs> anytime soon because we could be arrested. Yeah, I don't know when. So, but sometime in the, so when we do these, I think more and more, it's more important than ever that people have to plan for this. Not to yeah. think it's not going to happen because no matter what, I know as time goes on, you forget. <laughs> but it's going to happen again. You know, we tried our best to plan for this stuff with our clients, you know, and yeah. all of you who are listening well, who are our clients, thank you so much for what you've said to us. And also for the conversations that we've had going forward and uh, through all this stuff, and, and that's been great. But for new people who come to us and new clients, we're always gonna, you know, prospective people. We got to put this plan together. It's so important that when something like this happens, and you, unlike what old man dividend probably said, even though I wasn't privy to that conversation. You have yeah. to have a game plan put together that says no matter what, you're going to have enough money coming in, even during and and the immediate aftermath of a meltdown like this. Yeah, and and I mean, here's the way that, that Pearlstein phrased it. He said, but recent experience has showed us something else, basically saying that we haven't seen this, this runaway inflation. Um, While the Fed's bond buying and money, money printing don't always lead to general inflation, it does lead to excessive borrowing and inflation in asset prices, stocks, bonds, real estate, and other investments. And when those bubbles finally burst, they result in significant losses of wealth, income, jobs, and income security for millions of people who suffer from the full impact of the bust without reaping much of the benefits from the booms. I mean, <laughs> that couple sentences right there really sums it up. Yeah, um, and, and it, I think this one, this one we just dealt with, this coronavirus yeah. economic meltdown is is a reminder, especially for people who are older, which are the people that we meet. <laughs> you know what? When when the furloughs are over, right, and the and the job loss and the the immediacy of this starts to wane, are you going to be the first one back to be hired? Or are you going to be forced to work for less or not get that job back? And was that retirement plan in place before right. all this happened? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Sorry, Dave, you missed Old Man Dividend. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe catch him next time. I'll actually listen to the tape of the show, and then I'll, I'll hear you. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. We'll check back in with you again. Yeah, stay safe.